are listening to the Cloud Lounge Podcast, a show about business, technology, and all that jazz. Brought to you by Soft Landing, a leading IT service provider in Canada. Let's get started. Here's your host, Zeeshan Randawa. Welcome to the Cloud Lounge. I'm your host, Zeeshan. Well, folks, we have got a hot one for you today. We are talking about the evolutionary or revolutionary AI technology called ChatGPT. Now, I'm sure the majority of you aren't hearing about ChatGPT for the first time, but today we want to start with some of the basics around ChatGPT and quickly jump into how Microsoft is integrating this AI technology into the flow of work. Created by a San Francisco-based AI company, OpenAI, ChatGPT has amassed an astounding 1 million users in just under two months. Chat Generative Pre-trained Transformer, otherwise known as ChatGPT, is essentially a tool that allows for a user to search long-form questions and answers, all while doing so in a conversational form. Let's quickly touch on exactly how ChatGPT works using a deep learning technique called Transformer Network. Starting with pre-training, ChatGPT is trained on a large corpus of text data. The model learns to identify patterns and relationships by predicting the next word in a sequence of words. From there, we go to fine-tuning. The model can be fine-tuned on a specific task, such as answering questions, by training the model on a smaller data set that's specific to the task. And finally, we come to the response generation. ChatGPT generates a human-like response by predicting the most likely sequence of words based on its trading data. And we're talking about either short responses or long paragraphs of text. Now, if we take a look at the news or social media, there are many opinions on this radical new tool. Some see this as a major advancement in helping invent or produce new products or services. Others aren't completely sold and see it as a threat or major disruptor in the tech and other industries. Now, in 2019, Microsoft announced a partnership with OpenAI, investing $1 billion to support research efforts. Now, the partnership wasn't strictly about the money, as the two companies have agreed to work together in advanced AI technologies to help solve some of the world's most pressing problems, including healthcare, education, and climate change. Now, I'm very excited because today we have a guest that will help shed some light on Microsoft's perspective on ChatGPT. Our guest is Nima Mehmood, and Nima is a cloud solution architect in AI for Microsoft. Welcome to the Cloud Lounge, Nima, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Deshan. So, Nima, I'd like to start at why is ChatGPT generating so much buzz, and what makes it different from previous innovations in conversational AI? Sure. Well, first of all, ChatGPT have been generating so much buzz, mostly because it's really a revolutionary way to interact with AI. Unlike previous innovation in conversational AI, ChatGPT has really powered the latest in natural language processing. So if you think about that, on the back end of ChatGPT is those GPT models, and those have been kind of a breakthrough into the generative AI space. And because by the accessibility of that technology, that allowed to have more people get on board and actually assess the capacity of those technologies, that is where really the generation of that buzz is coming from. It's having a way to have a better natural and human-like response, but also making more engaging and interactive experience for users. The metric I like to call out, and that really land and give us a lot of visibility about that, is how long it took for ChatGPT to actually reach 1 million users. 
ChatGPT only took five days to achieve those one million users. If you were to compare to other applications like that, like Netflix or Facebook or Instagram, Netflix took 41 months to achieve those one million active users. And Facebook was 10 months and Instagram was 2.5 months. So knowing that it's not a social media platform, that is not an entertaining platform, but it's actually a platform to understand and generate human content, this is why it's really impressive to see that five days to achieve one million users has the testament of that technology breakthrough. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, again, we've heard ChatGPT in the news and, and, and just a bunch out there in the media. Could we just take a moment to discuss what are the some of the potential use cases for ChatGPT, particularly in the enterprise from Microsoft's perspective? Sure. So if you think about those GPT models and the capacity they have. They have the capacity to understand and generate human-like content. Therefore, if you think about an enterprise application of that, one of the most obvious use cases we are seeing is really on the customer service side. When you think about the way people are interacting with customer services, you want to ensure as much as the customer experience with a very high level, but also the employee experience to be to achieve a great interaction with their end user. So to do so, the access of the knowledge or the access to quickly answer the customer needs in a very efficient way can be improved by looking at those conventional AI and, and natural language processing. So as a user, imagine you call out the agent to call for a claim, for example, into the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. And the call center agent will be looking at your claims, but may have to escalate it at some point because they want to have someone get on board because your claim is very particular. To be able to do that at the moment, it's very you have to rely on someone listening into your calls or listening in and interacting and being proactively monitoring your call. Well, thinking about those kind of technology, you can actually have a better monitoring of those calls by leveraging sentiment analysis or just summarization of the information so that when the new agent or the manager or agent is coming to your call, he's actually have the full story about what has been told so far. So that from a customer experience, you don't have to repeat yourself on any element that you already shared back. And from an employee experience, you're improving the employee experience because we know how to onboard people can also be a challenge. Having people know all of the knowledge of the enterprise is also some some of a challenge around that. So if you think about having the agent being able to access all the knowledge of the enterprise in a more efficient way, this is also another area we are seeing a lot of customer opportunity with. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And since it's launched, there's been a lot of discussion around the possibilities and dangers of this new innovation, especially in the education sector or even, you know, any job that requires writing. What's your take on this apprehension? Sure. I think those impressions are understandable. They're coming from a place where people are not, doesn't see yet what would be the impact to their own jobs and how their, their job will evolve. Think is that the only thing that doesn't change is change, right? We all have been to adapt to certain level of change. And the better way to support those people and those concerns is to actually support the conversation, educate on what is the capacity of those AI so that not it's not being looked as a threat or as a challenge, but mostly how you can empower people to do their job in a different way, in a more efficient way, so that they can focus on the actual writing. Imagine if you think about... The writing processing, it takes a lot of knowledge gathering, mm-hmm. fact-checking, mm-hmm. all of that. How can those AI technology can 
focus on the heavy lifting of doing those automating tasks, so looking at automation more and having then the writer being the writer and creating that content. So building, helping them having a pattern, allowing them to learn from their past writing style so that they can leverage existing, not starting from the, the white page anymore, but starting with the patent, and then from there, improving the content of it. So I think about that has really that co-pilot experience when we're not only one person working on one page, but how can you leverage the common awareness or knowledge and writing so that you, as a writer, you can make that AI power to your own needs so that it's really an improvement and empowering interaction that you're looking at, not much of a replacement. Because what human can create, there is no AI who can create the same level of creation. Like creation processing is specific to how human have been and are. This is our value proposition, right? But should we spend so much time on automation? This is why you want to leverage something like an AI. Yeah, so not replacing the writer, but really using ChatGPT or a tool like that to aid in the writing for that writer itself. Exactly, exactly. And one of those trends that we are seeing is also new jobs being uh, published now, like the prompt engineering role that was not existing yeah. before. And mm -hmm. who will be like the actual people who will go through those new jobs? Those not not going to be technical folks that are going to be good at prompt engineering. Those are going to be the creative people who have been part of a writing processing. So maybe those people would be a great fit to actually leverage and they would be the one identifying new pattern of using those technology. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, I, I believe it was Spider-Man's uncle who once said, with great power comes great responsibility. And with this amazing technology, people are bringing up responsible AI. What kind of actions or approach is Microsoft taking to responsible AI? Responsible AI is really a multifaceted approach. It's really ensuring that AI is developed, but also used ethically, responsibly, and securely. And this is something that is really included as part of the AI principle from the inception of an idea of a product to the actual de development to the deployment of that product is not an afterthought. It's not nice to have. It's a must-have. It's something that has been part of a product roadmap since, day one, since the past years. A responsibility mm -hmm. framework have been published and Satya have write a white paper specifically about that almost six years ago to prepare us to that specific moment in our journey. Responsibility is not a state in stone principle. It's a framework. It's a journey. And that will evolve as the technology is evolving, but also as a society will evolve, a regulation will evolve, because regulation needs to evolve toward defining those guardrails and defining how we are building those solutions and how those solutions have an interaction and impact on everyone. So responsibility, yes, as part of the initial thought. As soon as you think about AI, you have to think about responsibility and how it as part of your product roadmap, can benefit people, but also society, rather than arm them as part of the implementation. Yeah, so this isn't just something that Microsoft's now starting to think of. It's, it's something that a lot of the groundwork has already been done in order to prepare for this. Exactly. There is a responsibility framework also available for everyone who wants to read about that. And a new version of being published as, as we are speaking. So Excellent. We'll uh, keep an eye out for that. Now, Microsoft is famously known for trialing their own technology internally. They've done it with their entire platform, and I'm sure this is no different. I would love to hear how Microsoft is internally embracing AI. 
So AI have been part of the Microsoft product for multiple years already. We're going to go very shortly as part of the build announcement. So more to come on that one. And as yeah. that podcast is being recorded, maybe we will know more. But what is happening is really that Microsoft has been part of the implementation and the innovative path of those solutions. So way more to come on that one. Excellent. So something to, again, keep an eye out for. Exactly. So Nima, in closing, let's bring out the magic crystal ball. And I want to hear from you. How do you see ChatGPT evolve in the next 12 months? <sighs> That's an interesting one. I see ChatGPT continuing to evolve and grow in the next 12 months. I see those GPT models becoming more and more powerful, but also efficient toward business, but also toward responsible AI and how they can best utilize and serve customer services, marketing, application as a whole. I'm seeing also mm-hmm. it, seeing it more user-friendly. The more product and people are going to make their own use of ChatGPT, this is where the innovation path will grow and grow. We are into a space when the innovation path is exponential. We are improving things as a rapid path, and therefore, it's such an interesting time to see and to be part of. Business today that are experimenting yet AI are now looking at risking of being left behind. So maybe I will just call out a sentence from one of the big AI innovators slash influencer, Ali K. Myler. She's publishing a lot of thought about uh, venture capital positioning on AI. And she called out something recently. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to cut her here. It's a year-long subscription to your company AI product shouldn't be solid, has a static offering. You're selling a year-long pledge of evolution. Don't just talk about your features. Share your commitment to innovation. Is not about now, it's about next. Excellent. I love it. So let's end there. Thank you so much, Nima, for spending this time with us today and providing your perspective. Thank you very much for having me and uh, always a pleasure. Have a great day. We hope you have enjoyed learning about how this AI language model can be integrated with Microsoft's products and services to help you in your daily life. With this partnership, we can expect to see more innovative solutions that will make our lives easier and more efficient. Some things to look out for include new features that will allow you to interact with your devices in new ways, improve natural language processing capabilities, and more personalized experiences. And just to let you folks know, I use Bing.com's OpenAI-powered chat feature to help me write that outro. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and again, I would like to thank Nima with her insights on this topic. Folks, this has been the Cloud Lounge. Until next time, take care.